Recovery Guys. This is your host, Grace Alves, and my guest today is Golden Drake. Hi. Hi, Golden. <laughs> Hi. Thanks so much for being here again. It's my honor. We're talking today about awakening and getting over this, having to hide and pretend and having to drown out all this sorrow because you've got to keep on trucking, keep on trucking, and people thinking that you're crazy and full of it. We're not crazy. The sorrow is real. The struggle is real. And we've been oppressed and we've been programmed to forget the goodness and the, the freedom and the love that we are, right? Yeah. And the, the sole purpose of why we're even here. And so I'm going to read you guys this post by Golden that I read it and thought, okay, oh my God, you have to come and we have to talk about this yeah. on the podcast because <laughs> this is so on point and relevant, especially for... I mean, for me, for my kids, for, for all of us, I think. And so this post says, awakening is a revolutionary act nowadays. Oh, yes, it is. It's tricky. The system is designed to be comfortable only for people on autopilot. They don't want us awake and conscious because it's easier to control folks who are sleepwalking through life, caught up in the capitalistic game. They want us stuck on survival mode, fighting each other, and jonesing for more and more and more. Most of us are on survival mode, yet don't actually know how to survive, let alone thrive. As you awaken, you might feel crazy. We're raising our hands for those of us. Oh, that's those right. Kids. Yes. We're on the video, so yeah. We just raised our hands because we're crazy. You find you no longer want to play society's game. Mm-hmm. You see the invisible bars on your cage. You see the design of the system meant to enslave you. At this point, you're probably balls deep in debt and have a couple of kids. You feel horrified and trapped. We, we raised our hands again. <laughs> With the kids and the dad. Their enslavement. <laughs> and how can billions of people, how, I mean, how, you wonder how this came to be. How can billions of people accept their enslavement and not revolt? Then you see the design of the mental programming. And you also need to continue to survive in the concrete jungle. You ask, how is this possible? What does it all mean? How do I play the game and live in integrity with myself and all of creation? Is any of this actually real? And how would God let such evil rule the planet for thousands of years? What is God? Who am I? These are big questions that produce a lot of anxiety. Awakening and feel awakening can feel isolating and scary, but humanity is awakening in great numbers from a deep and programmed slumber. We are now fighting for our mental sovereignty. We are fighting for all of humanity and for the earth. <clears throat> it's the non-binary hero's journey. The work can feel exhausting and the desire to go back to sleep is appealing. But an awakening person knows that deep inside that numbing out is not the solution. Deep rest is needed, deep introspection, deep connection with self, humanity, the earth, shifting priorities. The uprising and dismantling of patriarchy requires nourishment thoughtful action, and naps. Lots of naps. (laughs) Balancing feminine and masculine energies. It requires choosing love over fear. This is an intense time to live upon the earth in this era of chaotic upheaval. I truly want to know how your awakening process is going. What types of support do you most need? What are your coping strategies? Are you okay? (sighs) Um, I need a nap after reading. Right? I mean, I feel chills because... I'm just deep in it right now. Yeah. 
So compassion to you and all of us who are deep in it because we don't stop to have the moment of empathy and compassion. Uh, We just keep on trucking. We keep on pushing, grinding, going, and that's what we're programmed to do. And there's a value in continuing to push forward at, you know, at all costs because that's the name of the game on planet Earth. But I just think that there's this big imbalance now and that patriarchy has set up this sort of paradigm of grind and go and forget about the feminine principle of deep rest and the value of nourishing and resting and it's all about taking the divine masculine and turning it into toxic masculinity and it creates this huge imbalance and we're all feeling the effects of the imbalance of patriarchy at this point on the planet and we're suffering and we are destroying society because of patriarchy and most of us are enslaved and not even aware that we're enslaved to a system and most of us are on scratching around on survival mode and trying to figure out just how to make ends meet let alone have the bigger questions come up like who has who's resourced enough to even think about those deeper questions of like why or to pull back to pull back just enough to look at things from an eagle eye perspective And that's the awakening process. It's like you start to wake up to what's really going on on this planet and you start to have that revolutionary awakening within that's like, yo, I'm not fucking cool with... Can we cuss on this? Yeah, of course. We're not... I'm not cool with this. Like, this is hard. And actually, like, deep in my DNA and in my soul and in my bones, I know that another way is possible that humanity could actually thrive together like as a family instead of be pitted against each other and competing and scraping and scratching and like helping in all these groups like yeah it's like there's so much to talk about right now how do we dive into this i don't even know where do we start because i don't even know where to start i'm i'm like I mean, okay, so I'm, I've never been about playing society's game, mm. right? And playing society's game, even not playing society's game and being a rebel and doing my own thing has a subconscious level of, oh, I'm doing something bad, mm. or you're crazy. And it's like fighting to not um, have those thoughts put you down again. That's one of the main things that I fight. I mean, this whole, I mean, the, the theme is huge, but... Even for now, for the listeners, what are you recovering from having to play the society game, even though when you don't want to? How many times have you been told, oh, you're crazy? Mm-hmm. Well, even I hear my mom say that all the time. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm so crazy. Yeah. I'm so crazy. As if being this free-thinking, awakened being is, you're crazy. Well, really, being a freaking robot. Is crazy. Right. You know, doing what you have to do to just... Because here's the thing. If you follow the societal things, okay, you have to be super rich and super powerful 
and super good looking. And mm-hmm, this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, if you're Perfect. in that road and you have all that money and you're doing it, well, it might work out for a little bit. Eventually, probably it won't. But because deep down, it's never going to, it's never, ever, ever going to be enough. On the right. other hand, if you fight or if you're not making that, you feel like shit because you don't have these standards. So what I'm trying to say mm. here is you don't need to feel like shit because <clears throat> you're not freaking a millionaire or in this capitalistic thing or falling into what society says you have to fall into. Yeah. Um, how can we embrace each other and accept that? I mean, I know there's communities that are doing that. I mean, you've created a wonderful community mm. and all these other people that <clears throat> are women for the most part. I mean, there's some men in there that are creating this, but how, like, how do you navigate... Or offer this to other people, like, mm. the main thing is it's okay to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way to do it is we have to be it. We have to find a way to feel resourced enough to go within. First of all, I think, like you're saying, this is all about recovering. So I think the first step is going inward and asking the who am I question like who am I really when I disentangle all of the societal imprints and expectations and the culture and all the constructs the gender the the way to express my sexuality the way to express myself as a person in a female body the whole freaking racket it's very, it's a very terrifying process because we are so imprinted upon because that's the name of the game. And we, we <clears throat> learn as young people that we must do that in order to fit into the society because ultimately the impetus is we just want to fucking be loved. Yeah. So a lot of us, especially people in female bodies, we play the game and we become very mutable and we change and we adapt because we are seeking out, a, we are longing to be seen, heard, valued, and a part of a unit and to feel unconditional love. And so many of us learned that who we are as those young, wild, free spirits just didn't freaking work in our family unit for whatever reason. So as a survival strategy, we changed who we were as a strategy to get love. And so that plays itself out. And then, you know, decades later, you're in adulthood. And for somebody like me, it was like, oh, my God, I, I'm, I could potentially die very soon in, in a way that was unexpected for me. And it was this thing that just, I call it like a God smack, where it was like, the universe came along and was like, listen, you did not come here. You've been playing yeah. the game. Yeah. You've been asleep. You needed to be fully asleep. You needed this for your process of awakening. You needed to fully embody being a robot, being asleep, being mutable, adapting and changing all the strategies that it took, the lack consciousness, the poverty mentality, the the fear-based thinking, the whole freaking thing. Like, I say that I'm a master of all of those things. I'm a master of fear-based thinking. I'm a master of lack consciousness. I'm a lack, a master of codependency. Like, hey, I, I went really deep into substance abuse. I've 
been in poverty for how long, what, what, what. I did the whole thing so that I could know it, so that I could have this awakening process. And when my life, when it was in limbo, something happened to me that was like, yo, I'm not going down like this. I'm not going to die not having been me. And that was the thing where it was just like, then it was balls to the wall. And I started ripping off the layers because it was just like, I don't know how much longer I have on the planet. And it took me having cancer to get to that point, having my life threatened enough for me to feel like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. I'm just going to be me. And if people don't like it, they're going to have to freaking deal with it. And that was it for me. And like, I would hope that by us doing that, this conversation, that we could inspire folks that you don't have to get to life and death circumstances to be brave enough to be who you are. To wake up. So some some of you guys might be thinking, well, what do you mean by wake up? So like, what does being asleep look like? Being asleep looked like, to me, I get up, I go to work, I come home, I'm tired, I do this, and I pay the bills. I get up, I go to work, somebody invites me, the family thing, I don't like the family, but I go anyway because that's what you're supposed to do. I have arguments with this person or that person, I don't say anything because, you know, depending on your faith or religious upbringing, you have to forgive and not say anything. You just have to keep on trucking. So you get up and you do it again. You start gaining more weight. You start eating all the crap that is on the commercials because it's too hard to go organic and it's too expensive. And you just keep on going. And there's all this trauma from when you were little and memories. But you're just going and you come home tired and you turn on Netflix. And you numb out. And you don't think about anything else that... um, that's bothering you because let's not feel that, let's not feel that, let's not feel that, let's not feel that. We gotta keep on going. And Netflix is one way to numb out. Uh, super the religious people numb out, drugs, mm. alcohol, food, 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 food. And so that's what I would consider being asleep, like not really numb. And then, and then, of course, you don't wanna rock the boat. You don't wanna say anything that might upset anybody because mm-hmm. then you won't be, you won't be invited, you won't mm-hmm. be included. You won't be loved. You won't right. be, you know. And so, yeah, if you're going to die or you have that cancer, you're like, well, shit. But how can we wake up without having to go to that ex- exactly. extreme? Exactly. Right? And yeah. I think there's a lot, there's a huge movement going on right now of people saying, yeah, I'm going to be my own thing. I'm going to be my own thing. Yeah. And the elders might be like, oh. Yeah. She's got pink hair and she's doing all these things and she's not applying for Stanford. <laughs> she's not, you know, going for this big money job. Why? Why not? I mean, so this is this is like the. So anyway, if that's that's what that's my uh, interpretation of possibly falling um of, of what being asleep can look like, being asleep can look like. You know, you're in your 30s, you're in your 20s, and you're doing these things that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then you go all the way to your 70, and you're like, what the hell did I do with my life? Right. Exactly. I was a good little robot. I was a resource. I was a resource for the 1%. Yeah, I went to school, I played the game. I got the job, I played the game. I bought the house, I got the cars, I got the debt, I got the 401k. 
I'm a good little. I'm safe. Yeah. And it's like, but, but why did I really, did I come here to play the game? And like so much compassion for everybody playing the game because that's the way the world's set up and it's shoved down our throats that we must do that. And the whole game is like a mass materialistic wealth to prove to people your worth and like your value. Um, and, and then you die. And it was like, what was it all for? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, like, I mean, the whole money thing and capitalism is, is one thing, right? And it's fun. It's fun if you have money. I wouldn't mind driving around in a boat all over the world with money. Yeah. As long as I'm being of service, right? And yeah. And producing something of value. Right. Um, so this isn't about, you know, not having the energetic exchange of, of money. But it's deeper than that, right? It's why, like you said, is this because you're worth something? Is this because you're... And also, like, how are you healing throughout the process? Because I had a message from a friend of mine. And I get messages all the time from some of the stuff I post. Like, mm. hey, hey, do you have any uh, contacts on where I can do some meditation classes? Or I'm just processing some stuff and mm. I can't stop crying. Mm. I haven't been able to stop crying. And so I said, well... I cry all the time. You're supposed yeah. to cry. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but you know, we're supposed to, we're told like to truck on it. And this is a very successful friend traveling the world mm-hmm. with her kids and working and doing the thing. So it isn't just, I mean, it, it, it's for everyone. And she's realizing at my age, we're about the same age, that uh, she needs to do some healing work. Right? Yeah. And the whole healing work, I think, comes from having listened to this programming, having been asleep, even though you're having fun and traveling and having parties and it's all part of the process, but so how do we, you know, like allow ourselves to to ask for this healing work, to speak it out loud, to not have to hide it to anyone, you know? I said, well, come to meditate. We're going to meditate. We're having a full moon woman's gathering. We're just going to dance and play and meditate. Oh, but I cry a lot. I don't want people to see me crying. Uh, I'm like, oh, girl, everyone's going to cry. This mindfulness thing. Everyone cries. You're supposed to. You're supposed to cry and laugh. We're sentient beings. Yeah. But this is the programming. Don't cry. And if you do, nobody could see you because then you're weak. Right. And then, or your kids might ask, what's wrong, Mom? I'll tell yeah. you what. Tell your kids what's wrong. Right. We're not gods as parents. We're, we're parents. We're other humans. I feel like, we're raising each other because I don't have a freaking instruction book. All I have is these orders from the programming. Yeah. They have to do this and this and this and this or else you're a bad parent. Well, according to that, I'm kind of a maybe a bad parent. But according <laughs> to the kindness I see in my kids and the creative stuff and like mm. the way we chill and the way I see them, talk to their friends, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and... and and they're fighting the system, and they're speaking for themselves, and it's like a whole problem because I want them to be like rebellious and do their own thing, but at the, but the subconscious is like, oh shit! But they still have to go to school. I mean, they have to graduate, right? Mm. Right? Do they? Right? Do they? I don't know. I'm ready to unschool everybody and just, <sighs> and just go buy a farm <laughs> and just. Plant food for everyone. That sounds ideal. Yeah. 
Just go to Elder Farm or what's that? Yeah. I really want to go there. And learn in a different way and teach my kids a different way. Well, and that's the thing. It's not by accident that all the survival skills were removed from humanity when, um, you know, the capitalism patriarchal paradigm corralled us into cities. We became dependent upon their food supply. And as we know, we both watched that recent ritual podcast with Zach Bush, and he was talking about how 95% of our food supply is now owned by Monsanto. Everyone needs to go listen to that podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's life-changing. Every human on the planet should listen to it. Um, But like I was saying, there's no mistake in conscientiously choosing to disempower humanity from us continuing to have our survival skills, which we had for thousands and thousands of years upon the planet. And with the dawn of patriarchy is when metropolitan cities began began, and people started being corralled in cities and like turn us city folk loose in the wilderness to fend for ourselves. How many people are going to make it? You know, like how many of us can go out there and, and grow organic crops and how do we know the life cycle do we know how to compa- compost appropriately do we know how to fetch clean water is there even clean water available on the planet and if there's not do we know how to purify it like yeah. it's it's scary when you start to think you if know all hope breaks loose what are we gonna do yeah and the other piece of that um is i have this dream too of like going into the wilderness or, or, or having a plot of land to be able to grow my own food. But it's like only people who are materially resourced enough can do that. That's even a luxury now. Like for me, I'm figuring out how to pay the rent on an apartment in San Diego. Yeah. Oh, tequila. Um, tequila has an opinion about this. And so, so many people are living in poverty and just trying to pay the rent. They're like, I don't even... They're shopping in the freaking corner store. They don't even have access to buy organic food. It's like, and when you start to really assess what's going on in the world, it does seem abysmal. It does, it's incredibly depressing. And you start to have this feeling of hopelessness and overwhelm. and, And I think that that's part of the uprising. That's part of the awakening. <laughs> I'll just get that dog because I, I don't know. She's, I, she's I alerting. Listen. This is going to be the funnest freaking podcast ever. Woohoo! In the world, twice. <laughs> I don't know how to edit that shit. That's okay. Dun 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 dun. Boom! We're playing Bless the Patriarchy game. Yay! Woo! Okay, thank you for that small little break. That was our. Brought to you by a barking dog. Tequila, who's keeping us safe from the mailman. Thanks, Tequila. Thank you, Tequila. It's good. Tequila. This dog is like literally seven pounds, but she is a spitball of fire. And yes, so we're barely surviving. That's kind of what you were talking about. Yeah. And so, you know, people. People Every think it's normal. That's the, that's the, that's the problem. Is people think this is the normal. Yeah. Uh, 
I got to eat this processed food. Right, because that's all most people know, you know? And the awakening process is not really appealing to people who are asleep because being asleep means you get to continue on with all of the creature comforts that probably, there's probably a lot of unhealthy habits that are wrapped up in your creature comforts for us folks who are asleep. And again, not shaming folks who are deep in the numbing out process. Of course you're numbing out. It's really hard to survive in the world, in the paradigm that has been placed upon humanity at this time. So like, I'm not shaming anyone who's like, dude, I don't want to not numb out. I don't want to feel things in my body. It's too much. I'd rather get drunk every night. I'd rather eat mindlessly and like shove food into my belly because that lonely, aching, existential crisis within me, it's too much to bear. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tune out. I'm just gonna mindfully scroll or mindlessly scroll. I'm just gonna watch some porn. I'm just gonna, they, we, most of us are like, we don't know how to cope with this strange way of life that we must live within in order to survive. So it's like the awakening process can feel scary, intense, and isolating, like you were saying, because once we start to do it, you're seen as the crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. And I would get... Because a lot of this, like, numbing out, sometimes it's not even conscious. No. Like, not consciously saying... I don't want to feel no. that I'm supposed to wake up. Let me go numb out. No, no. This is just you're used to it. We're creatures of habit. And the habit is constantly numbing out and taking a Tylenol or taking Advil or popping mechanine or popping this, going to the doctor for a medication for this, for that. Instead of, I mean, I've never been to a doctor that tells me, what are you eating? Never. How are you sleeping? I mean, now they're beginning of like, okay, are you meditating? Because right? now they're noticing that that actually helps. But Oh, mine but, haven't asked me that. Well, Mine are probably because I just go in there to say, I want this blood work to go into the natural path because yeah. I'm working the system here. Yeah. But but it's, it's not even a conscious thing, the numbing out. No, it's, it's not. You know, and, and it's, it's learned behaviors. Uh, yeah. We learn it from our parents yes. too, a lot of it. So I would, I would suggest start by questioning. Get curious about why do you do the things that, that you don't want to do and why aren't you doing the things that you would like to do? Yeah. Everybody, like all these people have like, I want to paint more. I want to do this. I want to dance. I want to, I want to travel here. I want to do this. But then you're ending up at home watching Netflix. Yeah. Because what is it that's stopping you? So that would be, I mean, that's kind of how I started. Well, for me, it's been like all my life trying to push, push these walls. But, Mm. but then again, they come back at me. Yeah, of course. Right. So it's like, start by asking yourself a question of, am I? Am I numbing out? Like, yeah. what am I trying to avoid? Right. What am I scared of? If I say this, will I sound crazy? Will they kick me out of the church? I'm raising my hand. Mm. <laughs> For those that are watching. Will they kick me out of a specific group? Will so-and-so and such family member not talk to me anymore? And I used to be so scared of that. Now I'm like, I am not. Maybe because I'm older. But I see a lot of really young people. Oh gosh, we're getting rescued from another mailman. Can you talk? To okay. Me? <laughs> oh God. Uh, I had a thought when she was talking, but it left me. What was it? I can't. I had a thought when you were talking, but it's gone. Go. 
No, I think it's gone. You continue on your thought. Well, my thought is just get curious. Ask yourself the questions. Yeah, observe. Observe. Observe yourself. Um, is this really okay? This is this is my main question for okay. a lot of the people I speak with. Is okay? Say you have a horrible diagnosis. Someone's actually Someone's knocking actually at this point. We're gonna have to pause. Pause. Okay. She's just very worried about her safety when the mailman comes in. Appreciate so it. We're just having fun here because this is some serious shit, but I also, we got to have fun. Yes. Requirement. Yeah. And so, we're getting curious and asking, um, it's, a, it's the same question, right? Like, the same thing. is like doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results. Mm-hmm. And... That's what I ask my clients. When you're 75, when you're 85, when you're about to die, or if you get this crazy, hairy, scary diagnosis of mm. like, oh, guess what? You know, you have cancer, you have this, you yeah. that. Then you start thinking about it. How can we, like, bring those experiences to the now? Right. Pretend you're 80, pretend you got this diagnosis to the now. What are you doing with your life? And it's not just about, oh, I've wanted to travel the world. It's about going inwards and saying, I'm in this human body, it's crazy that I'm breathing and that I'm alive and that I have this blood pumping. It's crazy the electromagnetic field and how I can sense your energy and that energy and these phenomenal... I mean, it's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, that we me get too. the opportunity to be here, mm-hmm. right? And that we can talk about this without somebody going, oh, please, just, let's just watch it. Yeah. No, like, this is, this, is, this is what I'm concerned about. That's what I mean, like, waking up. Are you aware of this beauty and this mm-hmm. really this it's like an assignment yeah right? what's your assignment right to what do we need to process and heal it doesn't matter how hard it is everyone's done it tons of other people have done it it's never going to be that hard um or not hard enough that you can't go in there with somebody else together in community and say help me Help me feel this shit. I'm going crazy. Oh, guess what? I'm already crazy. So here, I'll help you. Mm. No? Like, because what you see and what you process helps me see. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if I didn't share vulnerably, Mm -hmm. I would be withholding my truth. And I don't know. I mean, every day I get many messages from people who are just like, thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping it real on here. I'm talking about like Instagram, um, where it's not really common. Like we see the airbrushed, we see the photoshopped, we see everybody like showing their greatest moments and there's a beauty to that. But it also sort of sets up the skewed perception of it's so easy to go into comparison and it can be so easy to be like well fuck my life's completely fucked up but everybody else's seems so pulled together and, and posting pictures of the laundry that didn't get folded <laughs> right and i know for me that um it's interesting people begin to magnetize in the more i was just like this is what's going on and i'm not filtering this shit anymore i'm just i'm just going to be me because no matter what happens, like if I die or whatever happens to me, I have to love me. Before I leave this body, I have to go to the core of loving me. 
And, you know, there's people in my life, friends, who are like, dude, you're, like, obsessed. Like, you're always healing. You're always doing some inner journey. You're all, you never stop. And I'm like, you're right. I don't want to. And, yeah, I give myself little breaks and I have lots of joy and stuff. But my quest to, to know my truth, I'm on fire for that. Like, I am on fire. I'm so down for myself now. Yeah. Now I hold my belly pooch. Now I'm, like, working on, like, the body parts that I've hated on my whole life because I was taught to hate them. And I'm so committed more than ever to disentangle the programming and the constructs and the bullshit, the falseness from my essence because that is where the unconditional love is. Like, if I'm only loving myself based on what I'm taught from society, it's conditional love. If I gain 50 pounds in the next month, society would be like, you gotta, you gotta hit yourself. Like, you gotta self-loathe because that's not acceptable. But, like, my self-love activated, my unconditional self-love activated when I was being deconstructed by life. When my life was going to hell in a handbasket, when I was torn up from chemo, bald, bloated, breasts were just removed, like life blown to smithereens, that was the activating moment of like, oh my God, I have a body though. I have a body. This body is so down for me that it's like, it's, it's surviving being poisoned month after month. It's surviving going under anesthesia and getting pumped with drugs and having body parts removed and going deliriously insane from chemicals and radiation and and trauma and trauma and trauma and living at the same time, like paying my rent, being a single mom, the whole shebang. And it was like learning how to, this is what this shit taught me. It was like how to have compassion for yourself when life is a shit show Mm -hmm. with all of your circumstances where you feel like life is falling apart, have compassion for that. And also look for the miracles embedded within that. And know that when your life is coming undone or whatever circumstance is showing up that's making you uncomfortable, I believe it's divine design by your soul for you to have this experience to go through because it's helping you dive deeper into self-knowing. And when we realize the truth of who we truly are, something changes in our lives. That's the awakening process. I think that's why I call it remembering. It's a perfect word. It's a perfect word. I so honor that you share your life and who you are really (laughs) with us and Instagram, your life. Because as you heal yourself, you heal us heal others. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on here and, and sharing. This is the vulnerable tales of recovery talk of the day today. I love it. Yeah. It's, um, 
we'll be back. We'll be back with more different topics, um, different healing, different curiosity. Um, I love so much that you're here. Thank you. I feel I have a burning desire to add one more thing. Add, add, add. Okay. It's not narcissistic to allow yourself to be seen. And something like wow, that's good. Instagram, you know, where it's like, it's set up to, to a typical onlooker. Like, dude, this is narcissism. Like, it's all about you. And for thousands of years, we female-bodied people were taught to be everything but ourselves. And now there is this wave, like you were saying, of like, here I am. Yeah. Fucking see me? Yeah. Here's my nipples. Yeah. Here's my vulva. Here I am having a baby. Here's my huge pregnant belly. Mm-hmm. Here's my after postpartum body. Here's me aging. Here's my wrinkles. Here's my skin color. Do you fucking see me? Here's me speaking my mind. Yes. So it's like there's enough photoshopped Kylie Jenner images out there in the world. And like it's okay. You're not narcissistic. If you take a self-portrait to see yourself more clearly and share it in the world vulnerably to be like, this is who I am. And maybe in your caption, you're like, this is the shit I'm going through today. hundred people might scroll past it. One person might see it and be like, wow. And that is a point of connectivity. And you might just be activating a spark in another human being to be like, it's okay to be you. Yeah, I'm not alone. Yeah, permission to do the homework. Yeah. Permission to love yeah. yourself. Permission to see someone else in their quotation mark imperfections yeah. and be cool with it. Yeah. And also it creates a courage because sometimes, like even when I posted yesterday, I was writing it after like, yoga and meditation and all this prayer and I was writing it thinking this makes no sense <laughs> and I wrote it again read it again and I read it to Hulu and he's like what do you come up with these things and I'm like you know I'm gonna post this because it's like a poetry right and I can write a poetry and, and post it on there and not worry about is this gonna get 50,000 likes or yeah. five likes or, or get me a sale or, yeah. or make people like me it's just this is where it's at, mm-hmm. and it's an expression of my soul and where I'm at right now, and it's the, and it wasn't a good picture mm-hmm. to whoever standards, mm-hmm. you know, and my hair, and I was like, this is what it is. Yeah. This is who I am. And I think that's also, wow. um, as, I was, as I was going to post it, I wasn't necessarily thinking this is narcissistic, but I did think, what will they say? Yeah. Who's going to read this? Totally. So many people will say this. And then I thought, I don't give a shit about what the people think. Because this is my art. This is my beauty. And this is what I'm going to write. And it's not for anybody to like or not like. This is so that mm. I can express. And in this world That's right beautiful. now, we, we have this. We have these um, platforms to express. Right? Yeah. That's why we're recording this. Right. There's a recovery. And we're recording it on the YouTube live video. Go like and subscribe little plug in there um comment down below if you like the content yeah yeah, yeah. do that whatever they say <laughs> comment below is but it's true it's like most of the thought was creating this courage in me a courage because i said no i'm not going to listen to the little programming 
I'm going to post this. We're going to talk about this on the podcast. We kept going past the 30 minutes. People say, oh, don't go past 30 minutes because, oh, you know. Okay. And so, but, but here we are. Why am I listening to people? Yeah. Somebody might be loving this and digging this and, and I'm loving this mm-hmm. and digging because this is fun. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it's part of the war. Yep. And we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We're doing it, sis. High five. Thank you for vibing with us. Thank you. Um, ask for help. Yeah. Reach out. Do it. Mm, ask how do I awaken? Or ask how can I have something deeper in how can I process this grief, pain, anger, sorrow, whatever it is. You need to feel it to heal it. Yep. You're not alone. We're rocking this. And it's time. And inquire within. All, every single answer to every single question exists within you. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we've told not. Yeah. It's not true. It is. Yep. Thank you for listening to Tales of Recovery. Oh. I need a nap now. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap.